previously on season one of Dread and Breakfast. I, um, I work for Ghost Catchers. O-R-C-S. The Oddity Research and Containment Specialists. Interestingly, they're all color-coded. My name is Agent Cobalt. Captain Indigo. God, Cerulean, you are dense. You see the containment C drive with a bright yellow folder, the research R drive, which has a red folder icon, and an internal affairs I drive with a blue folder. Our disaster plan hasn't been updated in almost five years, and the number of our contained oddities has almost quadrupled in that time. What were you saying? That there's been a breach? <laughs> Shut it down. Shut everything down. And you all see white. And the vision refocuses one last time, and you see the door to some sort of building or bunker snow whirling past in this wind, and the door is hanging open nearly off of its hinges. Open in pitch darkness. A frightening cold chills us through to the very bone. Time stretches on and on until all we can remember is the dark and the cold. And then we hear a heartbeat. And another. And another. As slowly, meticulously... A thing starts to awaken. And in the pauses between heartbeats, we hear the cracking of glass and the beginning of alarm bells. Welcome to Dread. What's going to happen to us? Holy cow. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dread and Breakfast, the Woo! horror comedy podcast you didn't ask for. I'm Fob, and I'm running the show tonight. Yeah, and with me are my is. intrepid, well, I was going to say intrepid friends, but that really doesn't work. Um, <laughs> We're definitely not friends. Wow. Oh. <laughs> but we are intrepid. Oh. Well, everyone, Jacob has succeeded in hurting me this evening. Hi, it's me. I'm Jacob. I'm here. Welcome. Hello, I'm Marissa, and emotionally wounded. <laughs> I'm Christine. I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, you know what you can expect tonight, Christine? It's the finale of season Woo! one. Yeah! Welcome, everyone, to the final story of our first season. Hope you've enjoyed the ride so far. Uh, if this is your first time here, hi. Welcome. So glad that you're here. But go back and listen to the other episodes of this first season, or this story in particular. I mean, it, it'll still work, but it's not going to land as well for you. Um, but really, the rest of season one is fantastic. We all are very proud of it. Indeed. That being said, welcome to the finale. This story is going to take place in the Arctic. Ooh. We... Okay, well, that's... Thank you. Those sounded like approving <laughs> sounds. 
cold sounds. Sure. For me, at least. Cold, cold, <laughs> cold sounds can be approving sounds. Um, we see a kind of white backdrop. There's a small little inlet uh, into onto like a, a glacial snowbank. Out in the water, there is a boat which has capsized and is uh, kind of sinking. It's That's not a kind a, of <laughs> yeah. It's not a so I, when I say boat, I'm thinking of like think an inflatable raft with a motor. That kind oh, of boat. Oh fuck! This is what? your a dinghy. That's your, yeah. It's a dinghy. Um, so we see that. We also see four figures working together to pull a sleigh as they are all making their way towards a helicopter. One of the characters is kind of like leading the way, kind of like making sure that there's a safe route back to the helicopter. Uh, And Jacob, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Um, hi, yeah, uh, I'm Gavin, and uh, I'm, uh, what do we call it, extraction expert, so it's my job to get us out and make sure there's a way. So, in this situation, it's pretty easy, uh, point A to point B, with straight line, <laughs> line of sight to the chopper, uh, no mm-hmm, obvious mm-hmm. hazards, so let's go, let's move. Yeah, Gavin, you're doing a fantastic job with your expertise and your knowledge of just, like, the terrain in general. You're able to, like, steer everyone around a couple of rocks that, like, others in the group, they might not have noticed without you. I will say, everyone, my friends, for your introductory polls this time, I demand three. Three? 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 Excuse me? Jacob, get to polling. Three? But how did you come up with that number, my dude? This is cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. No, 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 not at all, not at all. There's a very easy way I came up with this number, Marissa. In Deep Sea, uh, if we had made three more pulls, someone would have died. So I wanted to wow. make sure that that would happen this time. <laughs> Thanks, bud. You heard Thanks. it here first, folks. Bob <laughs> does have a vendetta. He wants to actively murder his friends. No, yeah. I just want blood. Um, <laughs> I've made your blood pulls. Gavin, you're expertly able to kind of like lead the team. You're getting closer to the chopper. And Christine, we see a four-legged furry friend come bounding out of the chopper. Uh, oh, yes, we and do. comes running up to your character specifically and oh, starts yes, he does. jumping on you and like helping all of you like pull the sleigh. Christine, would you like to introduce yourself and our furry four-legged friend? <laughs> yes, I would. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Johann von Meissner, but you can call me Hannes for short if this is easier for you, yes. And uh, this is our very, very good boy, Gunter. Oh, he's such a good boy helping us with his rescue. Oh, many treats for you right back at the base, yeah. <laughs> Christine! Incredible! I oh. have been workshopping this voice for, I kid you not, two months, and I, That's insane. I am ready. <laughs> oh I, my gosh. I love this. I love this so much. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to be a giant German man. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> With a giant German dog. It, yes, I guess I should say, is Gunther a German shepherd? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you uh, lash him to 
the harness that you guys are all kind of like using to pull this together. Um, and he like adds his strength to yours, uh, and he's able to help you get to the uh, chopper even faster. You're kind of pulling the sleigh and the contents of the sleigh, which I should say are uh, three people. Um, oh. They're not doing great. They're undergoing various stages of hypothermia. Uh, ah, they were the people ah. that were on the boat. Suddenly the scene is way less cute. Yeah. <laughs> you all have come out to rescue them because it's kind of your job here. Um, Marissa, would you like to introduce your character and tell us what you're doing once you get to the chopper? Yes. So first of all, it is to note we are all wearing like like snow gear, right? Like the poofy coats and yeah. whatever. You're all like in like bright oranges that can be like seen from like far off. And you've got yeah. like the, the fur collar and like, you know, a big poofy parka. Yeah, so we all look like really delightfully neon orange marshmallows. Yeah. And my character in particular, uh, you notice, is wearing a bitchin' pair of like snow goggles. They're bright purple. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, her name is Ava Margot Sinclair, and she is uh, like at the back of the group while we're getting there, just keeping mm-hmm, tabs mm-hmm. on everyone, making sure, you know, uh, very much like a mother hen like making sure all the chicks are getting to the right place and as soon as we reach the chopper she i pulls out her like helicopter keys does is that a thing i don't know and i I, run into the helicopter because i can fly this motherfucker and it's so fucking cool yeah and uh, ava will just kind of usher everyone in uh okay let's let's be careful let's just uh, watch your step watch your step Do, do you need help uh, so everyone's pretty much getting in. Uh, one of the the four of you, besides Ava, was also kind of like lagging behind. Uh, my name's uh, Emery. I'm the uh, I'm the medic. Oh, good. I'm plucky. I'm full of life, and <laughs> I barely passed my physical exam. So, so uh, yeah, if we could get in the chopper, that'd be that'd be nice. Hannes, who is like a massively built man, just like reaches down with one hand and picks Emery up by like a loop on the back of his coat and like plops him into the. Yeah, oh, thanks, Hannes. Yeah, I uh, I you love it, it when you do that, and that that's not sarcasm. It sounds like it because my voice just sounds like this. But no, yeah, no man left behind. Nine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'm gonna start tending to these people, uh, Ava. I, th- I I I think I got it, but uh, thank you. Okay, just um, let me know when we're all strapped in. Does everyone have their seatbelts on? Yeah. Uh, I don't have mine on because I am taking care of the, the people that that are in the sleigh. And if I if I had my seatbelt on, I wouldn't be able to to do that. Well, you could also fall out of the chopper like the last potato chip in a Pringles can, so I would really maybe hope that you could have that on really quick <laughs> oh, before I take off. Uh, it's a metaphor. When you say it like that. Okay, great. Uh, everyone hold on to your butts. And I fly away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you all um, take off. We are flying back to our base in the Arctic. It's like a research facility. Hannes is in shotgun, helping with navigation, because that is his role on the team. Thank you. And everything just looks like a big, white void, so his expertise is welcome. I do realize, as God, that I did mess up, and 
uh, Christine Hannes. Thank you so much for reminding me that you are the navigations person and that that is now your now that your character is fully introduced. If you could make three pulls, please. Damn it. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang. I thought we were going to get away with that. I thought Man. I was going to get away with it with my German charm, but I guess not. <laughs> you very nearly did, honestly. Uh, it surprised know. me so much and I was so delighted. <laughs> I I see you're doing great. But th- that but that's like oh, that's six fantastic. right out the gate. That's, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so pull? you were telling us about uh, about I the base, about Marissa, how it's uh, Marissa, a research Marissa base. Marissa might yeah. need to pull, with, you know, with, maybe with research little, things. You know, nope. this, this, this. <laughs> no, it's all good. What goes around, comes around. <laughs> In the famous words of Justin Timberlake, what goes around, goes around, goes around, comes back around. <laughs> so you guys are, um, are all flying back to base. Okay. Uh, and... Everyone, I everyone listening, I wish you could see Christine's face right now because <laughs> like, it's giving you know... me so much joy. <laughs> You're flying towards the research base. I should give you some more about your helicopter. It's one of those that doesn't really have like side walls. Like, I mean, it, it obviously does, but like it has big like rectangular chunks out of both sides. So you can just kind of like hop in and out. Someone would call that a door. Yeah. <laughs> well, an opening, you know? It doesn't close or anything, so I don't feel like it. it's door-like. Sure? Arctic rescue, we don't need to be able to close it to warm the patients up? Not. not. I in- mean, you're God, but that doesn't mean I can't question you. Doors weren't in the budget, Jacob. Doors were not in the budget. <laughs> it's the Arctic. This is the Jeep edition. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really even have a top either. We don't know how this thing flies. <laughs> it's just a hoverboard. <laughs> so you're flying uh, back to base. And you get there relatively quickly. It's maybe a 10, 15 minute uh, ride. All the while, Amory is kind of just giving out little uh, shaky hand warmers to our three patients. They were shooting. Is that the best we got? What? Is that the best we got? Shaky hand warmers? We also have woolen blankets and they have, of course, been wrapped and swaddled in those. Um, (laughs) But. Yeah, no, shaky hand warmers cuz you don't want to you don't want to apply too much heat to areas affected by frostbite because they can't feel it, so they might not know that they're suffering burns. Uh and you don't want to shock the skin and the tissue from going from extreme cold to extreme heat, so you kind of want to just gradually bring them up. Uh you guys land in front of a like a long rectangular building. There's this big door that takes up like the whole center of the the wall uh, that you're coming at. It's a kind of a low ceiling and always slightly slanted so that snow, when it accumulates, uh, doesn't just pile up and up and up and crush you. So you land the chopper, you work together to pull, you know, these people in through these doors and you arrive into like a small little like atrium. Uh, and this is to prevent cold from like, or heat, really, from escaping out into the Arctic. So doors behind you close, other doors open, and you're in to this kind of uh, medium-sized lobby. The color palette in here is like a light brown, dark cream sort of color. Uh, the aesthetic that this place reminds me of is a underfunded middle school. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that's my that's the vibe I'm I'm getting. So like 
if there is carpet, it's not great, but it does hide stains really well. <laughs> oh. um, the ceiling is that like white panel that ha- that's like has those like small yeah. like oh, yeah. holes in it. And it's like uneven. The lights are like, you know, the long fluorescent tubes. You all have come in. Uh, this is the kind of like emergency entrance side. And Emery is, uh, okay, guys, I should probably go with, uh, with the nurses and uh, make sure that they know what happened to, to these three. I'll, I'll meet you guys in the, the cafeteria for, uh, for Coco. Yeah, naturally, this is the routine that we take every time we come back from a mission, so... Okay, I just wanted... There's no reason to change this time. That's fair. <laughs> I just wanted the audience to know uh, what that I know what's going on. So Emery runs off with the EMTs, we'll call them. And Hannes turns to Gavin and says, Did he just say audience? <laughs> Gunter looks up at you and says, Life oh. is kind of like an audience, <laughs> Hannes. <laughs> Yeah, Gunter, you are right, you good boy. <laughs> he did say that with like dog barks and arus and stuff. Aww. <laughs> but to Hannes, this is the language he speaks as well. Might as well have been German. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I already love that. But yeah, um, so the three of you are in kind of like a lobby. There's a couple people milling about that look like they're preparing to embark on an expedition. They look dressed like you with you know their parkas on and stuff they're not uh rescue team people they don't have like the the neon orange uh that you all wear but they look like maybe a film crew or something does anyone have cooler sunglasses than me no cooler sunglasses than yours do not exist yes excellent (laughs) correct answer thank you (laughs) we can we can progress so kind of at the edge of the room kind of like wrapping around, uh, there's a hallway. The hallways in this building kind of like circle the whole of the rectangle. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. So like the outer mm-hmm. edge of the rectangle is like kind of an all hallway. And then you have some that sort of like bisect through it. You all know, uh, having spent several years here in some case, uh, the quickest way to the cafeteria is down the left corridor. Okay. That's, uh, that's what you see. That's what's up. Um, I think Ava would just like look around and just like take a breath and just like, okay, we made it, you know, kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Well, um, we do have to unload the chopper of supplies, but I, I think that can wait until after some cocoa. Yeah, cocoa and debrief sounds good, boss. Leads away, Ava. Yeah, we all link arms. Wizard of Oz style and frolic to the cafeteria. Yes. We're off to get the cocoa. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Hannes is just like walking rapidly. He would never be caught dead skipping. Fair enough. <laughs> I think Hannes is walking rapidly. The other two are skipping to keep up. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And I <laughs> have a rope toy that I'm kind of playing with Gunther as we go down the hall. <laughs> yeah, people are like parting for you. Uh, the, the You guys are kind of a big deal oh you're the people that go out and save all these nerds when they're in trouble <laughs> you know like our research team is like "Ooh, rocks let's go let's go fuck with rocks, <laughs> Why is it always rocks? and then something bad happens and then and then the power nerds step in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like they're appreciative they move out of the way 
you do notice two uh two nerds rock nerds <laughs> specifically they come they are closing the door to the geology room Ooh. and they are having kind of like a heated discussion oh they don't seem to notice you and um Hannes, I think it's I think it's you and Gunter that are kind of like on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm imagining it being uh, Gavin, Ava in the middle because she is mom and therefore has to be around her children. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Hannes and Gunter are kind of like on the right side. Yeah. So if you don't do something, it looks like Gunter might, in his joy, he might like accidentally run into uh, these guys. We wouldn't want that. This could be an, an issue. Sometimes when he likes to, to jump, it's all done with joy, but uh, it's not always welcome by everyone. So I would give a, a a swift tug of the rope to pull him a little bit closer to me to get out of the way of uh, my uh, colleagues. Gunter thinks that you're playing, Hannes, and so he's going to like try to like tug harder his way, and this is putting him like on a danger path of hitting these people. If you want to do something, you're going to have to do something fast. And you're gonna have to make a poll. Ooh! <laughs> or you can always refuse a poll. See, but if she refuses this one, I'm it's just, just like, oh no, a big dog licks you. Like, oh no, the horror. I'm I'm just reminding everyone that that is always an option. Can I can I call out to to my uh, rock colleagues, Versailles, which I believe I've just <laughs> learned means excuse me in German. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> You certainly can do that. That's not, uh, you got to make a poll if you want to be able to do this like fast enough to stop. Fine, I'll play your game. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to. You could say you don't want to make a poll. No, I'm making a poll. Here we go. Do the rock colleagues not speak German and are just very confused? Yeah, they might not. I mean, you never know. They just hear like a guttural German exclamation. (laughs) Oh, see, so it's all fine. With your poll, you're actually, um... You go a little bit harder this time. You shout out to them and you give Gunter's rope a yank. And they look up, they see you, they see Gunter, and they press themselves against, you know, the side of the wall. And Gunter is like pulled just enough so uh, he doesn't knock into them. And they kind of like look up at you and they're, they sort of glower. They don't seem to be in great spirits, uh, but they're like, hmm, watch your dog. Sorry, you know, he's so excited we just had a good rescue. Oh, uh, good job. Um, One of them that's been talking to you this whole time, this is Ron. Uh, Ron? It's going to be very important later, I can already tell. The (laughs) other one, uh, Gary, kind of like looks at Ron and then looks back at you, Hannes, and says, where did you go? Like, uh, where was was your, your mission? Yeah, so the mission was at uh, one of the uh, inlet glacier lakes uh, to the west, and we had a rescue of uh, three nature documentary uh, filmmakers of sorts that had uh, a misfortune to fall into the water. Um, But uh, luckily, we have gotten them out, and they are on their way to the medical clinic with our uh, teammate Emery. And uh, yeah, now we are here. Oh, out, out west, you say? To the vest, yeah. Did you notice anything weird when you were out there? Weird? Yeah. Um, Any kind of like, um, and they kind of bump uh, Ron and they, they say, w- were there any uh, any glaciers crashing into each other? Any kind of like uh, big avalanches into the water? That kind of thing? Ice cracking? 
no, 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 not nothing of the sort, no. Looks back at Ron and it's like, I fucking told you it wasn't that. And Ron just, Ron just kind of glowers and it's like, yeah, okay. So I think the mention of Avalanche has made Hannes a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. So he just kind of gives them a sidelong glance and uh, takes Gunter by the scruff and kind of leads him down the way. And they uh, run to catch up with Ava and, and Gavin. Yeah. Who I assume have continued down the hallway skipping. Of course. Arm in arm, as carefree as the day they were born. <laughs> Man, um, Ron and Gary have seen some shit, though. Uh, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, sure. You can hear them muttering to each other as they walk down the hallway. They're they're going back the way you guys came. Hannes, you catch up with uh, with Ava and Gary. Nope. Nope. With Ava and Gavin. Oh no! Why did it, Gary? Why did I name you Gary? <laughs> It's so close to Gavin, Gary. Why are you Gary, Gary? <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, the cafeteria, much like your helicopter, doesn't have a door. It just <laughs> is. <laughs> Did you like that? It's the Jeep of restaurants. It's the Jeep of restaurants, yes. <laughs> An all-terrain restaurant. It has no ceiling, too. It's a good thing you guys are wearing your parkas. It's going to get chilly in there. I think we've just described a patio. Yeah. <laughs> Patios are the jeeps of eating places. <laughs> the next time the next time anyone goes to a restaurant and they and they ask if you'd like to be seated on the patio, tell them, "Yeah, I'll sit in the jeep." Is jeep seating all right with you? And then tell them dread sent you. Dread and breakfast. Tell them dread and breakfast sent me to eat in the jeep. And that's this the is patio. the change we will make in the world. Uh, yeah, you guys get to the um, the cafeteria. There's a small queue of like three people waiting in line to get food. Again, I'm thinking middle school. There's yeah. like there's a buffet line against one wall. The lunch person is gonna give you like the main dish. Today it's lasagna, a meat lasagna too. It's very tasty. I have no idea how to say that in a German accent. I'm just realizing. (laughs) Oh, Christine, I'm so excited to give you so many things to say in a German (laughs) accent. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, But yeah, that's there. There's also a, um, the wall has many, many, many carafes, igloos, whatever you want to call it. Big drink dispensers of hot water. And next to them are containers of either instant coffee, of ground coffee, and they have, like, French presses you can use, uh, or instant, like, hot cocoa tearaway pouches. Are they the kind with the mini marshmallows, the mini dehydrated marshmallows Of in course. It? Why wouldn't they be? Yes. You guys, I, I should clarify, this is inside. You are not outside. Yes. <laughs> but other than that... You go and you you find. I think you have like a usual table in like the back corner, kind of. Oh yeah, we're the cool kids. Absolutely, it's the back corner table. Yeah, <laughs> there's people, you know, sitting down having lunch. You see like two tables over. Uh, there's a couple of researchers. You know, they're doing stuff with whales, um, but that's just because one of them on the back of his lab coat has the phrase "I heart whales." Excellent. <laughs> the- that's Gerald. We love Gerald. Oh God, no! No, too many J, too many J. G- sounds. Isn't Gerald? Isn't Gary a nickname for Gerald? 
There can be is more it? than one human named Gerald. There's uh, That's the why they go by Gary and Gerald, so we can differentiate. <laughs> Maybe I'll just make every NPC named Gary so that I can always remember them. Yes. <laughs> the that, rise of the Garys. That's what I should do uh, for my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then a little ways over, you see some star people. They're talking about stars. They're all very tired. Um, because they're usually nocturnal, and it's about midday. I, I grab my compatriots, all piping hot mugs of cocoa, and I get an extra one for Emery. Cool. Thanks, boss. Danke. Well, um, congratulations all around. I think this was a very successful rescue mission. Uh, we got everyone out, uh... Gavin, excellent extraction. Hannes, excellent navigation as usual. Um, yeah, how how do you all feel about it? Yes, it, it, it was good. Uh, I think that I would give it a conservative seven. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a seven out of ten. Um, yes, it seems like a, a an accurate score. See, I I think I would have given it like like a nine and a half. Why why a seven? Yeah, a nine and a half seems uh, perhaps a bit too high. You know, we did not uh, find the fountain of youth while we were out in the Arctic. Um, but we did rescue three people. We don't know what their current condition is. So, uh, yeah, you know, seven is uh, about average. You know, it's not bad. It's not failing. It's it's pretty good. You know, Hannes, when, when you put it like that, I, seven's great. I'll take it. <laughs> Gavin? You you did an excellent job with the extraction. I know it was a bit tricky. Uh, we thought the ice was a little thin on that that glacier inlet, but you steered us well. Uh, uh, thanks, boss. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little thin there. I was a little nervous, but we we did our calculations and we kept our our spacing good and get them out without too much hassle. So yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, I'm coming in about a nine. It's, it was a pretty good day. <laughs> it would seem I am perhaps. Below the mean score for our rescue, perhaps I can uh, augment my score to about mm, 7.5. I, I think this would, would be a bit more accurate, given the trend. Um, it is at this moment that you see Emery uh, sort of like jogging into view uh, from the hallway, seeming to have taken the long way around. Uh, mm. And... Oh, yes. Be suspicious. Yes, Jacob, please. Um, you're running things. I'm immediately already. Yeah. I mean, all right. Fit. You're right. I'm sorry. Cards on the table. Ron's going to eat you. And there's just nothing. Eat? I do. knew it. <laughs> I never trusted that. It's okay. because he wasn't named Gary. That son of That's got to be it. Oh, shit. Oh, God. But yeah, no, Ava, Ava would, you know, like wave emery over even though he knows exactly where we sit um she just wants to make sure he feels included <sighs> okay oh uh, hey hey boss hey guys uh, i'm here okay <sighs> yeah here uh take take your coat off have a seat I, I slide him a hot chocolate what's the word are the documentary folks okay uh yeah it, uh, it looks like they're all gonna make you know full recovery everybody's got you know, ten fingers, ten toes. That's that's good. But how many did they start with? <laughs> ten and ten. <laughs> Perhaps I would augment my score to seven point seven five. Oh my oh, gosh, nice. Hannes, That's I think that's the highest score this month. This is good. An upward trend. <laughs> I suppose. 
this was a job well done, but we shouldn't get too comfortable. You know, it is always very dangerous when we go out. So mm-hmm. uh, improvements. What do we think that could have gone more smoothly this time? Um, I actually thought everything was was pretty good. All the all the medical equipment was uh was you know where where I put it and then checked where it was and then checked where it was and then checked checked where it was again. Uh so yeah, all all the stuff was packed away and where I needed it. And we're all very impressed by that Emery, but you know, we we did all sit down and make you that checklist so that you didn't have to check it three or four times before getting out of the helicopter. I oh. I feel I feel like if checking it twice is good enough for Santa Claus, then it really should be good <laughs> enough for me. Can't argue with that. You know, perhaps on this list we need to add uh, just that we need to add more snacks to Gunter's barrel. <laughs> because uh, I'm not sure that got checked before we went out and uh seems that we need to add some more to this, yeah. I would not be opposed to there being more snacks on board. Oh. Um or anywhere. Snacks snacks are good there. Oh, um oh my gosh. Uh Hannes, do you do you need some snacks? I have some here in my pocket. I have a, let's see, I have a Snickers. Well, I, I sat on that one, so I could go for a Snickers. Oh, do, would you like a? It's slightly smushed, but it'll taste fine just the same. I'm just gonna smush it up in my mouth anyway. I'll take. There you it. go. All right, here, here, here you go. And I take and eat. Uh, Hannes, I do have, and and Emery pulls from an inside pocket of his coat. Ooh. Uh Swedish fish. Emery, you do know that I am German and not Swedish. <laughs> Does that mean no? Without a word, Hannes just takes the bag and puts <laughs> it in the barrel that is around Gunther's neck. <laughs> I fair. feel like you open the barrel and there's just wrappers yes. far down. Yes, yeah. And like one Band-Aid, because there does need to be like something <laughs> logical in there. Hannes has absolutely explained in the past that, um, yeah, yeah, so Gunther has a barrel, you know, this, this yes. initially started as a joke, you know, in all those <laughs> paintings where the Saint Bernard has a barrel full of brandy. But in reality, this is the last thing that you want when you're suffering from hypothermia. But, uh, you know, in, in, in our case, I just thought it was funny. So we put, uh, <laughs> we decided to start putting snacks in, in his barrel. And Gunther seems very happy about it because sometimes we put, uh, some treats in there for him as well. So, you know, for a good, good boy. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all debriefing uh, Marissa, Ava. You do know that eventually you need to write up a report and uh, submit that in to Deirdre, your boss. Ah, well, once we're done debriefing and we finish our cocoa, I guess I would stand up and it looks like the weight of the world is on Ava's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) This is the cross that she must bear. Well, uh, if anyone needs me, I'll be putting together some paperwork and then (sighs) I will inform Deirdre of what happened today. But yeah, get get some rest. Um, After a good nap, we'll have to unload the chopper and restock it just in case uh, the other film crew has a mishap today. But uh, a good job all around. Danke, Eva, and good luck. I'll need it. And Marissa, with that, could you please 
Make no. your three character introduction no. polls. Finally, no. <laughs> I thought I escaped. And now, no one escapes. No, no one can escape. There is no escape. It's dread, baby. Oh, so you're going to be fine. Look at that. Look at that block. I don't know. Hannes had one extra pull in there. This could be your downfall. <laughs> it's true. This is oh, like when so you, you cut the deck, but you just do one card instead of like halfway through. It changes oh, no. the whole game. <laughs> Is that legal in card game? I don't know, but I was the shit little kid that did that every time, so... I have been introduced. Welcome to the longest character introduction in our show's <laughs> history, everyone. <laughs> Where do I do paperwork? Just, like, my room? Probably. I, I mean, like it's not It's not big. It's one of those... This is probably why you hate it so much, but it's just one of those stupid bureaucracy things. Like, no one was hurt. You basically just have to be like, yes, we went out. Yes, there were three people. No, there weren't more people. Everybody lived, you know. I imagine you leave a good <laughs> chunk of it for, like, the medical personnel to, like, fill out and be like, okay, yeah, so they, you know, they had frostbite on, like, these two limbs or, like... Yeah, I'm just, like, starting the file for this. Basically, yeah. You're doing it so that s somewhere down the line, an insurance company will get billed. I'd go do that. Cool. Yeah. So, Emery's like... I think I might, uh, I don't, I'm not really tired. I, I think I might go and, you know, just restock the chopper now while, while I got my, my coat on and everything. And then I might come back in for some, some lasagna. That does look really good. Yeah, Emery, uh, why don't I go with you? We can check it all twice and then we'll come back. Okay. Are, are we only going to check it twice? Like you said, it's good enough for good old St. Nick. It, it's good <laughs> enough for our chopper. I see what you've done there with my words and kind of <laughs> twisting them around on me. That's, you know, I'm going to be very uncomfortable, but let's do it. That's the spirit. Yeah, well, while you follow in the footsteps of the Weihnachtsmann. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> what? I think I'll go take Gunter out for a bit of exercise outside for a little wait, bit of wait, play. Wait, 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 no, 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 I need context. What is that delightful name? Oh, that was my uh, horrible attempt to pronounce the German term for Santa Claus. <laughs> I apologize if we have any German listeners. I really do respect your culture greatly. Uh, so, Hannes, you and Gunter go outside to go play. Uh, Gavin, you and Emery are... We're walking. Emery sort of looks at you and goes, Gavin, uh, how, how, how are you doing? Um, I, I'm okay, uh, Emery, but how are you doing? Uh, you've seemed shaken since, uh, last week when you told me, you know, about, about the thing. <gasps> the thing? The thing? The thing? The what thing? You're not there. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't know. Gavin, I, I've been kind of thinking maybe, uh, maybe this might be my last year up here. <gasps> really? That's, that's going to chase you away from the work? Just, just knowing that it's out there is, it, it, it it's enough to scare you away? I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it doesn't bother you. Knowing? I mean, I always knew there had to be missiles somewhere. I mean, you hear oh. about 
the, the threat of nuclear war and whatnot. I mean, they got to be somewhere. <laughs> what? I guess just <laughs> what? Knowing maybe they're around here doesn't really change that for me. They, they just saw a big bomb in a snowbank. Like, what? What did they do? Did they build a snowman around it to hide it? No, it's like they bury them underground, and you know they put them in the Arctic because. You know, no one really stumbles across stuff there. Arctic and... Except for Emery. Oh, so we saw like a big like hatch thing. Yeah, like a silo. Uh, I don't... I picture grain because I'm from the Midwest when you say silo, so... (laughs) No, like missile silo. Got you. Okay, okay. I'm here. We're good. You're not here. (laughs) I, I guess I just don't like not knowing why it's there and not... not understanding... You know, what's going on around it? That just, that seemed weird. Did, did Ava tell you about the, she calls it like a Bigfoot, but. How dare you out my secret? No, this is not fair. I'm allowed to have secrets. No one else. Damn it. (laughs) And that, dear listener, describes Marissa in a nutshell. (laughs) Keeper of secrets, including everybody else's. Yeah. I don't tell anyone anything. No, but you have to know. Yeah. I, yes, I'm a dragon, and my my gold pile is just knowledge. <laughs> but yeah, she Ava calls it like a. I think she said a Bigfoot. I don't know, but did did she tell you about that? I mean, I guess big whoopsie if she didn't. You know, like oops. <laughs> God, I hope she did. Ah, oh, beans if she didn't. I mean, everyone's told stories and Ava included I mean I just guess I just I assume some of them are just like you know ghost stories just like ooh there's scary stuff out there <laughs> uh, be afraid but, but Gavin didn't haven't you ever wondered where they come from like folklore and stuff right no, but like where bored people telling stories but if it was real where would it come from uh, a, a computer? Like an animation studio? <laughs> I, you know, you seem to be deliberately mishelping me on this one. Um, but if a Bigfoot did exist, like, how it could exist? And why would it be out here? Um, animatronics gone wrong? Um, <laughs> misdelivered, maybe? I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel as though we have reached the end of the fruitfulness of this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm happy to, you know, swap tall tales whenever you want, Emery. Um, let's go load up the chopper, Gavin. Oh, we, we haven't started yet? I just figured we were doing this, <laughs> uh, you know, talking while we were. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Let's... Let's just keep loading up the chopper, Gavin. Um, that sounds good. Okay. And you guys continue doing that. You know, make sure that you have blankets, bandages, AAA batteries for some weird reason. And the camera sort of like pans over to the Arctic tundra and we see a German shepherd bounding through the snow, uh, chasing after a blue ball that was just thrown for them into the snow. Hannes, 
Do you want to say anything of like what you and Gunther are doing? Perhaps what your favorite game to play in the snow is? Oh, um, Hannes and Gunther are quite a good match, you see. Mm-hmm. Because Gunther, being a German shepherd, he has a lot of energy. He's got a lot of power. He's a very intense dog. Mm-hmm. Hannes is a literal giant. <laughs> he has giant blood in him. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Well, okay. Hannes is built. Hannes is, is like six foot five, gigantic Whoa. man. Like very, very, very large person. You're a mountain of a man. Yes, yes. indeed. And so they are a good pair for playing. So when they're out on the ice, sometimes they play tug of war and see who can pull the other to slide across the Aww, ice. That's so um, cute. Gunther does love a good game of fetch. Um, sometimes as well, uh, Hannes will bury some treats in the snow strategically. And this is not only a fun game for Gunther, but a good training exercise yeah. when he is out helping with the rescues to uh, un- uncover things. That all sounds lovely. Sometimes when when Gunther and Hannes are out uh, on the tundra, you know, Gunther will be playing, 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 and then he'll just kind of stop and look off into the distance as if he's seeing something. He gets this look in his eyes as if he's remembering a past life. Oh! Because you see that Gunther just showed up at the compound one day and he didn't have any tags. And the thing is that there are no feral dogs out here in the Arctic because they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but he was exceedingly friendly. It wasn't like this was a wild dog. So Hannes kind of worked on training Gunther. Uh, and the team believes that Gunther was perhaps part of a film or an exploration crew previously. But uh, the team doesn't really know where he came from. Uh, but Hannes worked very hard on, on gaining Gunther's trust and training him. So the two are as thick as thieves these days. I swear to God, if Hannes or Gunther dies, I will walk and quit the podcast. Like <laughs> My goal in this finale, my only goal is to not die. <laughs> Why did you pick the finale for that goal, Christine? Because I, I just, I feel like I've had other goals for the other stories. This is my sole goal is to just like nail my accent and not die. <laughs> You're halfway there. You're still alive. I think she's nailing the accent. No, I also think that that was a joke for our comedy podcast. Our horror comedy podcast. Our horrible comedy podcast. (laughs) And so we pan away from the two friends of Gunther and Hannes. The camera kind of like zooms into a window and we see Ava sitting at a small desk. Ava, describe uh, your room to us. Um, so I would imagine it's it's pretty small. She has hung her bitchin' sunglasses up on like a peg on the wall. Hell yeah. That is like labeled bitchin' sunglasses. Go here. <laughs> well, no, because Ava tries very hard not to use profanity, which is hard for me as a human. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't think she's sworn yet. Um, yeah, there's just like different pictures that she's like uh, stolen or like gotten from the star people. Ava... In a second life, she would have been an astronomer that just didn't pan out for her. So there's like different um, pictures of the like Aurora Borealis and stuff like that. But otherwise, pretty Spartan. She's like scribbling away. I'd imagine it's like a photocopy of a photocopy. My ink is darker than the ink on this paperwork. Yeah. Underfunded middle school. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll finish, you know, writing my comments, concerns, fashion tips, etc. And go try to find Deirdre. 
Okay. You don't actually have to go far. You kind of sort of finish scratching it out, and uh, you hear a knock on your door. Oh, good. <clears throat> I have a Deirdre voice, and I'm excited. Yes! Hi, Ava. How are you doing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is worse than I imagined. <laughs> Ava, you don't like oh. my voice? <laughs> this isn't good for no, it you? Fits. It fits. It fits. Hi, Deirdre. I was just Hi, coming Ava. to find you. Hi. Um, so here's the paperwork. Oh, good. And- I was actually just coming to get that from you. Yeah, I I thought so. See, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I was hoping I could find you in your office so then I could leave, but now you're here and so you have to leave. Do oh, you have any questions? Is I this- do. How do how do you feel like the mission went for you? Um, well, Hannes gave it a 7.75. Oh my gosh, so- that's the highest this month. Right, that's <laughs> yep, exactly what Emery said. You're right on brand. Yeah. It's almost as though we're controlled by the same entity that is inside both of our minds. But that would be crazy. You know, when I let you borrow my Cthulhu Mythos like box set, I didn't know that you would take to it as strongly as you did, but I just really find it interesting. Yeah. Um, but everything's in the paperwork. Oh, that's so... great. I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, right now? I mean, I'm I'm standing right here, and you're standing... Is Deirdre an AI, like, animatronics? <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting. There is no war in Bossing Say. Like... <laughs> uh, she's, she's, she's not. Well, how, how about you can read the paperwork and let me know if you have any questions. I do have to supervise um, the loading of the chopper since that is my responsibility. Um, I did write there that um, the chopper does need a couple repairs, um, oh, as I've, I've mentioned in our... Specifically? Doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a roof. <laughs> Yeah, do- doors and a roof for sure. But propellers, like right now, it's just run on like magic and farts or something. Yeah, you, you know, actually, it's all in the other paperwork that I've given you before. So if you want to check those ones, um, I, I know supplies are scarce, but the the fiscal year is coming up, so a new generator, perhaps any amount of helicopter repairs would be excellent. You know, we did have that whoopsie where we almost fell through the ice last year. So. Oh my gosh, that's not good. You know, Deirdre, it's funny. That's the exact same thing you said to me when it happened. So I mean, it's not. <laughs> Hooray for consistency. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Or, or like I said, I, I do need to handle the chopper. I mean, I had some questions for you, but... It sounds as though you want to leave my presence as quickly as possible. And I would like to respect your wishes. Even though I am your boss and you're being, can I say, kind of a dick right now. (laughs) I'm sorry, Deirdre. Would you like to come in for a cup of coffee? And I gesture to my tiny Keurig machine on my desk with like four K-cups. And the singular chair. (laughs) Now, I was going to have Deirdre say no, but sure, 
and she oh, she comes fuck. in and she of course sits down in the chair. I sit on my bed because this is just that hashtag college dorm life. Yep. And I'll brew her a chai latte or whatever I have. Wow, that's fancy. Oh, this is nice. Thank you. <laughs> I hate this woman with such a passion. <laughs> I. She has been nothing but pleasant to you this whole time. That's why I hate her. Okay. <laughs> Deirdre is the evil one behind all of my machinations. Honestly, at this point, she's suspect numero uno. Oh, my God. Okay. So, while I have you here, Deirdre, um, have you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a chance to look into the other report that I filed about the ominous humanoid figure covered in white fur that may or may not have been a Yeti spotted on the horizon uh, that I did file uh, last month? Have you looked into that at all? <coughs> that that was a really fast sentence you said, Ava. <laughs> so that's a no then. Okay. Well, I mean, I haven't seen one. And I look outside my window sometimes. So it's been thoroughly researched. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to do, Ava. I can't spend resources chasing after a Bigfoot. I... I think the technical term is a Yeti. All I was recommending is just doing a quick flyby. Uh, where where I, I thought I saw it was in a direction where uh, most of the film crews and, and scientists don't really go. So I, w- I was thinking just do a, a quick flyover, see if we could find, you know, any tracks, sorts of habitation, scat, etc. Um, just to cover our bases. I- you know, we, we are pretty vulnerable up here. And if something happens to us... You know, if this base were to go down or something horrible like that, I, I don't know who would come to help us. Why, you would. That's kind of your job. No, that's that's the point. If if we all got taken out by a Yeti, then, w- pardon my language, but we're all screwed. Ava, why do you think a Yeti would be confrontational? <laughs> also, <laughs> you have a flare gun. See, but I I did use one of my two flares on that mission two months ago. So really, I just have the single shot left. And and you did say that we were getting a shipment and the flare guns were conspicuously absent at the beginning of the week when they came in. So hold on. I'm just writing single shot left to your flare gun. Oh, no, I'm not going to remember that. I'm not going to remember that, though. Damn it. Flare gun yeah all right thank you for doing that for me um i mean i was trying to prioritize food and also oil and electricity didn't you see that we got solar panels installed we did and and they look really nice and i have to tell you i'm really looking forward to that lasagna and i'm really looking forward to hannah say lasagna later today but <laughs> 6 um, months out of the year they're great you know you're great at your job and i'm great at mine so my team <laughs> did excellently this is the the 43rd time in a row where i'm advocating for a a race on behalf of all of my team and and speaking of them, you know, enjoy the rest of your coffee. I am going to help them load the chopper. Feel free to stay here as long as you like, I guess. Great. Thank you. My eye twitches and then I leave. <laughs> okay, bye. 
You have made me deeply unsettled by this woman. Do you not love her? I thought, see, now, like, now, here are the puzzle pieces that I am balancing in my head. Uh Uh-huh. Missile silos. Yeah. Yeti. This eldritch abomination who is possessed by something, like, running our base. (laughs) Deirdre probably doesn't stay that long in your bedroom. Um, Who knows? Till somebody goes back and checks. She is both in and out of the bed. <laughs> yes. uh, sure. This is the Schrodinger's cat moment. This, yes. 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 You did it. You did it. Yes, I did, you it. did it. Christine, you've leveled up. <laughs> yeah. This is Schrodinger's Deirdre. So, yeah, you finish helping with like the final prep. You also, of course, help Gavin. Well, I guess you get to decide. Uh, but Emery is going to try and check everything. More than twice. No, 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 no. We can't be having that. Well, why not? I, you know, I, what What if we miss something the second time and the first time? Then that's an excellent exercise in improvisation. Because it, it, if you think about it, if you think about it, you checked it once and Gavin and I also checked it once and then we all checked it twice. So really... That's like six times of checking it between all three of us if you divide it up. But if all That's of us more than Santa, if all of us are looking at it at the same time, I don't really think it counts as separate checks. You know, it's fine. C- come on, let's get some lasagna. So you guys are going to start uh, heading in. Yeah, our work here is done. All right. Um, so yeah, everybody goes in. Um, you all get in line. It's like dinner time now, so there's there's more people in the cafeteria. Wait, are Ron and Gary around with their secrets, their rock secrets? Uh, yeah. You see Ron and Gary in the cafeteria. They still seem to be kind of, like, talking to each other in, like, hushed tones with scowls on their faces. Interesting. That's probably the most interesting thing that's happening in here. I mean, there's, you know, there's lots of other stuff. Food, food's pretty interesting. That's yeah. fair. Meatloaf does sound good. Um, but it's not meatloaf. It's meat lasagna, which also sounds pretty tasty. Arguably a meatloaf, also. <laughs> so, would you say that, like, it's dinner time? Yeah. So, the majority of the people on this base are in the cafeteria right now. Mm, probably not the majority, just because I don't think I don't think the cafeteria can like house everyone at once. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I guess the point I'm getting to is how many people in total are in this base? Oh, uh, like maybe around a hundred or so oh wow okay it's a big oh base. maybe yeah. that maybe that's too big i mean i don't know how big arctic bases be but that seems big to me is the hundred including like permanent live-in people like us or is the hundred including like the comings and goings of film crews i think no i think the hundred is like comings and goings of film crews i think like permanent people that are like just based up here um for like years at a time Sorry, film crew people, if you go to the Arctic for years at a time. I don't know. Um, there's maybe like 40. It's like most of the people here, I feel like, are like transitory. Either if they're stopping here on their way to like another Arctic base, you know, somewhere else. Okay. So we're kind of centrally located. Yeah. And there's like, you know, you've got temps. You've got uh, people who work here in like shifts. That would kind of be you guys, because, you know, there's got to be another team of, like, rescuer people, um, because you guys will need to sleep eventually. they're not as cool as us. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) If they were, we'd be doing a story about them and not you guys. (laughs) 
Gunther is enjoying social hour and just going from table to table greeting people. That's fine. As you guys are sitting down chatting, spreading sort of like a rumor through the room, the word gets out that there's like a polar storm coming in. Oh. And there's going to be like a blizzard touching down in like the next hour or so. Also, something that um, at least one of you would have noticed this, um, but that film crew that you saw earlier leaving the premises, like right when you got back, uh, you don't see them anywhere. Ah, beans. Ah, beans. Why are you... What's wrong? I see where the narrative arc is going, and I don't... I, I feel cold, surrounded by blankets right now. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Ava. We don't know yet if, if they, they might be fine. They might be on their way back right now. They could be in the bathroom, taking a group poop. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... I don't... Gross. Best case scenario, they're on their way back, but if they don't know that there's a storm, and they're still... Uh, does anyone know where they were scheduled to shoot? Are you trying to, like, find someone talking about this? Oh, damn it. Do I have to talk to Deirdre? Oh, shit. <laughs> damn it. I feel like she's probably the one who keeps the records. As, yeah. like, a director, she would definitely know. But you could you could try talking to other people first. Hey, um, so I just remembered that I am technically the head of our team, and that means I can designate stuff. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Gavin, can you go ask Deirdre over there uh, whether she knows if where the film crew Amazing. was supposed to shoot? Uh, yeah, she seems pretty nice, I guess. I haven't spent much time with her. Um, you know what, actually? Deirdre, no, right? wait, actually, no, sit back down. You're too pure. You cannot be corrupted by this woman yet. Hannes, Hannes, <laughs> you know maps anyway. I trust you to be logical and, and, and just get in and get out, just like a mission. Can you go ask Deirdre, like, please, please save me from this? Yeah, good. And Hannes goes across the room to the check-in, check-out board where people sign in and out every day <laughs> and then goes to see what time <laughs> the crew left. Wow. And where they were at it. Because this is the logical <laughs> answer. That's, yeah, Hannes, take, uh, take a gold star. <laughs> so you go uh, over the, the sign-in sheet. And this is like a log of like where who you are, how many people you're taking, like what radio frequency you're going to be on, where you're going, and when you expect to be back. Basic because safety protocol. This is important information that we would want to know as a rescue crew so that we can have the heads up for who's out and when we might need to go get someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you see they're on, they're using like an AM channel, like 12, we'll say. Uh, and- 12? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is that not how that works? I mean, AM is like 1200, but all right. <laughs> yeah, 12 for short. Yeah, you, know. you just call it 12 That's how for the, short. We're the cool kids. We can shorten that to 12. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why do you need those last two zeros if they're not important? Because this is Hannes, and Hannes is a very precise person. Thank you. Well, Hannes can call it 1200, but everyone else is going to call it 12. <laughs> um, they went out in sort of like a, a weird direction. Uh, most crew are going to go west not like northwest northwest is kind of like just not available people don't usually go there um do we know why or do people just mysteriously not explore yeah. this uh, it's just it there's not a whole lot interesting to film is the biggest thing it's just like tundra 
I mean, that sounds pretty interesting to look at to me, but right. okay. <laughs> well, to the north, there's, like, these, like, ice, like, glacial mountains. To, like, the west, you have some rivers from water melting and, like, flowing down into the ocean. Uh, you have a couple little, like, ice islands that are kind of, like, around in that area. Um, south is uh, to the south. And uh, east, there are right. <laughs> there's other stuff there. Anyway, where did they go? Uh, they went north to those like glacial kind of like mountain mountain area. Oh, excellent! <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks like their time out was a couple hours ago, and it looks like their time back in probably isn't gonna be in an hour. Like they mm. they won't make it back in an hour. Um, okay, uh, Hannes would know that at this point it's probably important to try and radio out to them to let them know that there is a storm coming. Um, do I have does do I have a radio like on me or is there like a radio central? Radio shack, if you will. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, there's like a radio room. You I guess did you all take off your like coats and stuff? I would imagine yeah. probably so. Yeah. Okay. I think you guys have, like, radios for here, like, the base on, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, walkie-talkie kind of things, but they're not, yeah. like, long range or anything like that. They're mostly just so, like, you guys could all get a hold of each other. So, but I could probably radio to the Radio Shack with <laughs> my little radio, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Harness to Radio Shack. Harness to Radio Shack. <laughs> Do you read me? Over. <laughs> Uh, hey, Hannah, how's it going? This is, uh, the Radio Shack. My name's Gary. How can I help you? <laughs> Gary, it's very, very good, to, very good to hear from you. Yeah, you know, I was just calling to, uh... Did you I know s- that s- my, uh, my, my name's actually short for Garrison? Garrison, yes. <laughs> Wunderbar to hear from uh-huh. you. You can call me Gary, then. Uh, excellent. Uh, uh Gary, <laughs> I'd like to attempt to make radio contact with uh, the film crew that went out today at 3 o'clock. Um, it seems that they are not planning to be in in time, and I have heard uh, the rumblings that there is a uh, storm headed our way. So, uh, you know, since we are the rescue team, we need to make sure that we can make contact with them so that they can either come in or we can prepare to go uh, extract them. So can you please uh, uh, attempt to con- make contact? Fuck! Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! Bean shit! Um. Yeah, Hannah. Mein Gott? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we, uh. Oh, fuck! I didn't even. Uh, uh, yep. Gary out. I'm sorry. Oh, no! Can I, like, make a poll here or something? Like, what, what just happened? What would you happened? like to make a poll of? Um, I would like to make a poll to resolve whatever happened with Gary there. Um. I mean, you could you could also just run down the hallway and open the door to the radio room. Okay, I'll do that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna harness to Ava, harness to Ava. Uh, go for Ava. You yeah, guys, Ava. Are, I do want it to be known that you guys are like basically in the same room. Yeah, yeah. So, but what? Harness, harness is not going to try and yell over the din of this cafeteria. It's very okay. loud. It's a clattering just, of just, silverware and the other sort. You know, it's lasagna night. I don't want to disturb people. This is the night they look for. <laughs> want to? No, 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 no. It's fine. I just you don't fuck with lasagna night. I just wanted to remind everyone listening that like 
this is the most like this is middle school use of walkie talkies, right? Yeah, like, no, this but is great. you see, Hannes is immediately going to the radio shack, and so he sure. can call back to Eva as I am uh, making headway. You know, this is the most efficient use of my time and my resources. So this is what I'm going to do. Very fair, Hannes. Please go ahead. Hannes to Eva, do you read me? Yeah, is everything okay? Yeah, no. Uh, so uh, as you just nine. see, uh, yeah, Ava, you just see like Hannes walk over to a clipboard, look at the clipboard, talk into his mic, and start walking away very quickly, and then now is talking at you. Oh, so that was a really dumb question on my part. What's wrong? Um, so the Radio Shack, I attempted to send <laughs> a uh, communication, and uh, then uh, Gary on the other side just said, Oh, fuck beans! And then there was no more transmission from him. So I'm headed down to the Radio Shack now. Perhaps you might want to start the initial preparation for a mission this evening to go uh, rescue uh, the film crews. It went out at three o'clock. Either we're going to have to go extract them or uh, there might be some other shit that we have to deal with at the radio shack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll get the rest of the crew ready, uh, get prepped, and we'll, we'll meet you at the chopper. Ava out. Yeah, over and out. And I, I, I whistle for Gunter and I, I, I gather the squad. Let's go. Real quick, Gavin, just going to jump on the radio. Uh, Hannes, you, uh, you didn't finish your dinner. Do you want us to grab uh, your food for you? Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, a doggy bag, if you will. Okay, um, you you didn't finish all of it. You want wh- what do you want us to bring? All of it. Uh, I'm so a big the, man. The peas and and the carrots and a- anything else? Just all of it. What what is it? <laughs> like any uh, main courses you want to say that I should bring? I said lasagna already. This is an Italian. When word. did you say this? I said it was lasagna night. You don't mess with lasagna night. <laughs> I was not paying attention at that point, and I'm sorry. Amazing. I am sitting across from Gavin at the table, and I hold up my fucking radio and start talking into it while looking at Gavin. Uh, hi, this is Ava cutting in again. Hi, Gavin. Can you um, help me start getting the chopper ready, please? Oh, God. What did I do when I gave you all walkie-talkies? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we already checked it at least twice, up to six times, depending on how you count, so it should be about good. Uh, hi, hi guys, this is Emery talking, I'm radioing in too now, uh, I just wanted to be part of the radio party, um... Oh, that's great. That's great, Emery. Do you have any words that would be funny for you to say you want to say real quick, so we can pay off my bit that I started? Uh, lasagna... Meatloaf lasagna. Good enough for me. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Hannes, you go to the Radio Shack. It's like, you know, wooden door. There's like a small glass panel in like the center at what should be eye level for a normal sized person. But it's, you know, just a bit at low. My chest. <laughs> yeah. It's at like your collarbone. Yeah, so Hannes, I stoop down and I look into the window to see what's happening. You see kind of a dimly lit room. There's, you know, audio equipment on tables and like cables going hither and thither. Uh, And you see a person uh, sitting at a microphone, kind of like holding on to what you would imagine is like a talk button and seems to be like talking pretty animatedly into the microphone. Can I hear what they're saying, or do I have to open the door? 
You would have to open the door. It's soundproof. I open the door. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you guys gotta get back here, like, ASAP. ASAP? Why? What's going on? Uh, I think we might send a crew out for you, but yeah, there's, like, uh, an Arctic storm coming. You might send a crew? Yes. No, why would we do that? No, no, we're sending people to come get you. I, I don't know. Stop filming and start heading back. They'll meet you on the way. I kind of thought Hannes would cut in before now. Oh, so sorry. I hadn't I thought of what I, I would say. Dialogue. Okay. Um, Hannes steps into the room. Gary, is everything okay? What, have you made contact with what? the film crew? Uh, uh, hang on. One's on his here right now. Uh, hey, Gary. Nope. Nope. Hey, Hannes. I'm Gary. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, looks like you guys are going to be going out for him. <sighs> All right. Um, do you have a specific uh, coordinates of where they are at the moment? Uh, hang on. And he, he talks to the person on the other line, and then he relays you some coordinates. Excellent. And Hannes has an excellent memory, so he just remembers them. <laughs> yeah, he okay. do. Um, I think, actually, Hannes would call on the walkie to Ava to, like, give her the coordinates and say, like, yeah, we're, we're a go. Yeah, we'd, like, write it down. I have my sunglasses. Like, we are we are good to go. Grab your coat. <laughs> let us embark. Okay, and then, uh, oh, gosh, would I need anything else? Um, Gary, did they say that, uh, do they have the whole crew with them? Are they in any kind of peril? Are they heading back? Uh, what What is, how are they? How uh, are we to expect to meet them? They seem pretty okay. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're scared, but... Uh, they didn't hear about the storm, and uh, I don't know. It slipped through our fingers telling them. Okay, uh, we will talk about this later. Uh, time Ooh. is of the essence, and uh, Hannes like books it out and is like putting on his coat and zipping up in like action movie. The dramatic, his, yeah. yeah, like a yeah. montage yeah, yeah. in his head. Like this is the like Superman pulling off the uh, shirt <laughs> to reveal the super suit underneath, but it's, but it's Hannes donning his clothes, donning yeah. his coat, and like flipping his hood up and being like. It's go time. <laughs> yes. You guys all are in the chopper, and it's uh, wheels up. You guys are going. I rely on Hannes to help navigate us to these coordinates. I do that. And you don't need to make a pull because you're the navigation specialist. Can I tell from, like, the air current how fast the storm is approaching? Like, is it more windy or shit? It's I don't very know. windy, and it seems to be gathering pace. Oh. You're not sure that you'll have enough time to make it there and make it back to base before the storm hits. Oh, shit. Oh, then, then I go faster? Sure. Can you speed in a helicopter? Because I'm speeding. I don't think there are any cops to tell you Yeah, there's can. no sky laws. <laughs> like, let's go. Okay. Make me a pull. All right. You're pushing this, the metal, uh, Ava. Push the helicopter to the limit. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Good. But yeah, um, I, I, I quicken our pace. You quicken your pace, and below you, you see someone's holding like like a, like a two road flares, kind of like trying to signal you. Okay. Uh, Hannes, this is about where you would expect those people to be, mm-hmm. um, given that they were like booking ass towards back to base, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, yeah. I would like to land the helicopter as safely as possible without accidentally decapitating a film crew member with road flares beneath me. Yeah, I mean, you're able to do that. You're the pilot, so... It's like a small crew. There's maybe four of them. We help them aboard. Okay, you do. 
Uh, Jacob, good job, you know, extracting them. Uh, yeah, great I job. I see what you're doing. Emery even, like, goes over and makes sure everyone's okay, but everyone's doing really well. Yeah, we would strap them in, strap in their equipment mm-hmm. is a secondary priority, sorry. Uh, and then the moment they, like, the last buckle is buckled, I'm up again. Like, we don't have time. So, yeah, so, Ava, you punch the button to make the helicopter, you know, <laughs> what? Is that how helicopters are flown? Yeah, you punch them. <laughs> Uh, you punch the button to make the helicopter go vroom, and it it does a chunk instead. Uh-oh. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It oh, does. I try again. Oh, I try again. Yeah, oh, sure. That'll, so that'll work. Fault. So you, yeah, you try again, and it goes chunk, and uh, the blades kind of start to slow down. Um, no, um, no. um, um, um. Okay, okay. I I pull out the manual in my helicopter yeah. glove box. Sure. What is wrong? Is it a weight issue? Is it a... No. Nope. You're very stressed and under a lot of pressure. I need a uh-huh. pull from you. Fine. Oh. Fine. Fine. <laughs> it's doing great. Okay. What's wrong? Uh, What's so, wrong with yeah, it? So I've done can, it. Okay, so uh, thank you for the pull. You can tell that it's like one of the gears on like the top part of the blade apparatus one of those is just like slightly out of alignment it must have not like heated up at the same rate as everything else so it's like slightly at a different width than what it should be that's that's what you know oh fiddle 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 sticks pretzel rats okay um (laughs) i need you to start looking at some maps and see if there is a place nearby where we might need to take shelter emery you stay here with the film crew play i spy it's plot twist it's all white all the time uh and uh gavin come up here and spot me i'm gonna try to fix this but uh give me a heads up if it looks like i'm gonna get decapitated Uh, and i turn the helicopter off completely and i want to climb up there with my toolbox do you wait for the blades to completely stop spinning that will take a while or do you how long is a while Uh, a couple minutes like five minutes maybe i would wait two and a half okay in those two and a half minutes, uh, I'm asking Emery if he's got any snacks. I'm <laughs> Stress going to eating, need something yes. to munch on. Uh, yeah, I've got like a, I've got a, let's see, what do I have here? A I've left a, Twix, a Reese's peanut butter, <laughs> a left Twix. I'll take whatever you got. I'm, I'm just, just give me. Okay, he hands you like five candy bars, all of all and different I eat varieties. All of them. Okay. Yes, a man after my own heart. So yeah, you wait two and a half minutes. Everyone here is kind of... Everyone's tense uh, because you know that there is a storm approaching uh, and you're just kind of twiddling your thumbs. Can we see it yet? Or, like, uh, feel it yet? You definitely feel the barometric pressure change uh, and I think you can see it, like, off in the distance, but that's... Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Can can anybody radio back and see if they can wake up the B-Squad, which God already uh, conceded to and established exists in this world? Yeah, can anyone wake up uh, Gerald... Gary, Gary, and Gary? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, honestly. Gavin, do it. Uh, I... Gavin to base, Gavin to base, come in, please. Gavin to Gary. Gavin, over. Um, we've had a catastrophic <laughs> issue with uh, the rotor. It uh, it 
doesn't seem uh, we're mobile. Can you wake up the the B team, please, and have us them uh, come and get us uh, ASAP as possible? Uh, we d- we do have the film crew, but uh, no doors on our helicopter for some reason. So our situation <laughs> is um, <laughs> dire. Um. Oh shoot! There. It's it's not working, guys. Um, code code red, code red, code red, oh, and I'm just shit. say code red as many times as I can and hope that enough of it will get through that they know. That's smart. Major catastrophe. You hear? And then the radio goes dead. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Okay. Hannes Hannes sticks his head out the door and looks up at Ava. Ava, progress report. Progress report, God. How am I doing? How am I doing? Ava, I need you to make me a pull. Done. Oh, sorry. No, I'm doing it. Progress report. Does that sound German? Sure. Prost. Prost. Progress report. There you go. Okay, tower stands. Tower stands. You're fine. Uh, Yeah, you fixed it. Oh. It just needed to be like knocked back into alignment. You're okay. Oh, oh, I hop okay. back in. Uh, okay, everyone, hold on. And I punch two vroom. Yeah, you punch the button. <laughs> helicopter go vroom, and blades start spinning, and uh, you begin lifting off of the ice sheet. I would like to speed as much as I think the blades will hold. Sure. So you're rising very, very rapidly, and you start turning it around uh, so that you can head back to base. Uh, And as you do, you see the storm fast approaching. Oh, no! And then you are hit by it. Whoa! Whoa! Your helicopter starts being buffeted, like back and forth. Ice cold wind just blasts through and it's just kind of like chills all of you. You're just kind of like back and forth, like up and down, rocked this way and that. It's like the worst turbulence you've ever felt on a plane. Uh, How do I fix it? How do I fix it? Okay, wait. Hannes has an important action to take. Okay. Okay, so Hannes is going to immediately look at his watch to know what time it is, and he's got his GPS in the other hand, because okay. in whiteout conditions, solar navigation is not going to be a thing anymore. Um, so he is just, you know, relying on, like, we're going to head in this direction for a certain amount of time, knowing the distance of where oh. we were and how, how fast we're going, to yeah. be able to, like, navigate and, like, check on the GPS that we haven't gone too far. Um, also, okay. like, he has a compass, not always helpful depending on where you are at the poles because of like magnetic forces and stuff but like he is focusing in on like his job specifically to get us through this hell yes that's so cool did do research about arctic navigation yes (laughs) well done and like I'm, I'm relaying like speed, like as it comes. Like I'm trying to study this thing as much as humanly fucking possible. Yeah, Ava okay. and Hannes are just like connected right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, make me a pull for connection. Sure. Which one of us? I'll do it. You've been pulling Hannes. a lot. Thanks, Hannes. Here I appreciate you. Oh god. Oh, oh god. Don't please don't knock it over. <laughs> oh god, that'd be funny. We've got to get the team back to the Still base. Totally fine. Yeah, you guys like just kind of mind meld. And you're working very, very hard uh, to keep this thing on track. It's almost impossible, but you're somehow managing to do it. It is just at that moment that, like, a particularly strong, like, gust of wind hits the chopper. You hear the sound from before, 
oh, of like no. the propellers failing. Oh you no! Hear that no. Again. Uh, oh, I land. I try to land. I try to land I, as safely as humanly possible. You're trying to land. Um, you, you hear that sound, and also with this like big rocking motion, the helicopter just kind of like flips. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We're dead if that happens. No, I would like to steady it. I don't want to flip. I don't want to flip. Okay, no. make me a pull. <laughs> yeah. This is the first roller coaster ride in this world. It's going to be fun. Okay, you're good. Uh, it's a little... <laughs> no yeah, problem. it's um, officially a little scary. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Nice, 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 nice. You are able to make an emergency crash landing. It's not pretty. Again, with like the whiteout and everything, and with being turned around from this last bit of turbulence specifically, you don't really know where you are. But Hannes, you look down at your compass, and it's spinning um, in the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, okay, uh, everyone sound off. Uh, Ava here. Hannes, here. Uh, Gavin, I'm good. You hear like a bark uh, from Gunter. Okay. And then the film crew, there were four of them. One by one, they're like, uh, what? Um, I'm, I'm here. They all seem uh, buffeted, but not bad. Okay, and what about Emery, though? Uh, you don't hear Emery. <laughs> no! No! Do I no! see Emery? You do. Emery is kind of slumped forward. <gasps> Did he pass out? I'm, I'm going to try to wake him up, shake him up. Emery! Emery! Emery, wake up! You move Emery, and you see, like, when you go to, like, move their head to kind of, like, push them up, uh, your hand comes away, and it's red and slick. <gasps> no! 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 Our anxious little boy! No! No! Uh, Where's guys? the one band-aid in the barrel? What the... <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, uh guys, uh, Emery's, Emery's not... There's a lot of blood. This, uh, um... I, I jump back into the thing. Yeah, like, so does Hannes. <laughs> yeah, like, Emery's bag is, like, we know his checklist. We helped him pack it. Like, where is everything? The gauze, and antiseptic, like... <laughs> is, is, is Emery responsive? Like, is he breathing? Breathing, yes. Responsive, no. Uh, you kind of, like, let him down and peel open his eye to do the flashlight thing to check for a concussion. Uh, he is very concussed. Oh. This makes sense. I feel like we would have some sort of, like, catastrophe procedure. So, like, while Ava and I are doing first aid, because, uh, Gavin, are you, I mean, are you doing first aid, or what are you doing, Gavin? Um, I think maybe Gavin does first aid, because yeah, I feel I, like... Yeah, I was about to say, since I think I'm first first on the scene, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing okay. first aid and stuff. I think part of your group's procedures for, like, these sorts of emergency protocol, and tell me if this, this seems wild to you guys... But I think Gavin is going to start administering to Emery. Ava, you're probably would check in with the film crew people, make sure that they're all okay. And I feel like, Hannes, I feel like you're, you would want to make sure, like, the perimeter is okay. So, like, you wouldn't be, like, moving far away from the, the crash site. But, like, you want to make sure that, oh, we're not on thin ice, so, right, uh, yeah. Metaphorically, but also maybe Also, literally, not. fuck you, damn it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I feel like I'm, I'm preparing everyone to hunker as well. <laughs> okay. Everyone gets, like, blankets and stuff, and you start, like, pulling down, like, flaps to try and, like, cover up the, mm-hmm. the two openings. Um, and, Hannes, are you going to, like, leave to, like, look around the perimeter? 
Yeah, and I would take Gunter with me. Okay. Um, Hannes, take a couple steps uh, out from the uh, craft to look around. You seem to be on pretty, like, stable ground, which mm-hmm. is good. And you're doing kind of like a walk around. Um, you see that the propeller blades are kind of mangled and not Fuck. great. Um, it doesn't look like this bird's getting back in the air anytime soon. Can I set up some sort of, like, something that might be visible from the air? Because we did, when Gavin called back to base, like, the B crew would know, or, like, they would know that we're out and we haven't come back yet. So, like, yeah. I want to put some sort of, like, signal on the ground that, like, would make us more distinguishable than just, like, a uh, nothing in a whiteout. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've got flares. Um, you could probably use one of those. I mean, yeah, I'll set up a flare. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, got you got that flare going. So, like, while you're setting that up, you know, you're climbing maybe, like, on top of the helicopter to, like, wedge it in uh, so that it's, like, high up. Yes, yes, good. This is good. You're able to get, like, a little bit of a more vantage. Now, it's, you can't see much at all. Like, you can't see maybe, like, five feet from your face. Sure. But... As you're, like, doing all of this, there's just, like, this second of clarity in the storm. And you see that you guys are next to this, like, rock face. And you see, built into the rock face, just for, like, a second, you see a door. Bullshit we do. What? I head for it. I immediately head for it. Hannes? Hannes? uh, Hey, hey, Hannes, my boy? Um, Bad. No, you know? absolutely. This is Hannes would go for it. Oh shit! Well, I mean, are you examining it, or are you? Just no, like... I'm just like opening it. Yeah, absolutely. Hannes, you open the door, and you see a small, kind of like that little like atrium, like the two door process to like not mm-hmm. let out heat. Yeah. You see, basically like that, but this is all metal, and like your place is like underfunded middle school. This is like overfunded. You're not sure. It's it's all metal and hard and, like, clangy. It's like a, a 10 by 10 room, mm-hmm. you know? Not super big. And you see another door immediately in front of you and stamped onto it. <gasps> uh-huh. What do I see? You see the letters O-R-C-S. Oh, oh shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> This episode brought to you by a friendly blood pact between mates. <laughs> With no blood involved. This episode brought to you by a bloodless blood pact. <laughs> well, hey, it's Fob. How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to stop in and say thanks for getting to this part of the show. You know, it's really nice. We really appreciate you listening all the way through. As always, we'd like to thank Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. You can find him and his band, Open Doors, on Spotify. I'd also like to extend a big thank you out to Cherry Sorbet for creating the story's fabulous artwork. But I call her Cherbert Sherbert. Uh, so if you want to go find her, she's at Cherry Sorbet on Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Links to all of her cool stuff will be on our website, dnbpod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at dnbpod or on Twitter at dread and be fast. If you like the show, be sure to give us a quick rating and review on the podcast app of your choice. And also, tell a friend about it. Pretty please? Please? I'll do anything. Please. Just just tell one person about the show. Download it for them on their phone. It'll be fine. Please? 
I need this. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. We'll be back in two weeks for the next part of the story.